think a lot of times people just kind of count rural communities out, that they're places where a lot of progressive, innovative things are not going to be birthed. Like all of that kind of innovation is always going to live in a city. And I think there's actually a lot of innovation that comes out of rural places. That's Sarah Chester. Sarah graduated from Carolina in 2007 with a degree in journalism. Now she's the co-executive director of the Industrial Commons, a nonprofit organization dedicated to developing an inclusive economy throughout Western North Carolina and creating a culture of dignity for manufacturing workers. Welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's official storytelling podcast. I'm Cece Huffman, a student podcaster at Carolina. Today, we're talking with Sarah from her hometown in Morganton, North Carolina, to learn how the Tar Heel is rejuvenating a community. Morganton has historically been known for its strong manufacturing and textile industries. The industries took a big hit during the 2009 recession, and they moved most of their operations overseas. Unemployment in the town rocketed to 15%. When I was growing up and then as I came back after school, so many of our jobs were being lost, especially in the furniture and the textile industry. And it was because, you know, that you had a a mill of 700 people or a furniture company of 1,200 people, and there were one or two owners that that made all the decisions. But Sarah saw it as an opportunity to redefine Morganton and the industries it had relied on for so long. She wanted to harness the power of local workers and small business. I started seeing opportunities through entrepreneurship, through small business, but also through other paths to ownership. I started seeing paths to root that wealth here and make sure that the manufacturing jobs that we were creating um, were inclusive and rooted versus extractive. Instead of what Sarah calls traditional economic development, her work with Industrial Commons focuses on a new kind of economic development, one that encourages businesses to plant their roots in Morganton. She says the hallmark of traditional economic development is recruiting businesses to a community, but the new form of economic development keeps them there. We're always going to have traditional economic development, and it absolutely should continue and and happen. Um, But I just think there's this whole kind of opportunity to think about small to mid-sized businesses and how to encourage more scaling. So I think a lot of people think about economic development in terms of these two buckets, like helping really large manufacturers grow and recruit really large manufacturers in to a community. And then they're thinking on the other end about entrepreneurship and small business. But I think the reality, especially in rural North Carolina, is that there are small or small to mid-sized manufacturing firms of, you know, maybe 15 to 50 workers, 70 workers all throughout the state that neither of those buckets really address how to support and help them. And that was where kind of my interest lied is thinking about how to help more of those locally owned uh, mid-sized firms scale and grow here in North Carolina um, and in rural communities. The Industrial Commons, which Sarah helped found in 2015, puts that into practice by leveraging assets from various social enterprises in Morganton and surrounding communities. The result is a new kind of economy, one that Sarah describes as inclusive and doesn't require outsourcing. 
So the Industrial Commons now has six um, businesses that we have started in Burke County, and all of those are um, some type of cooperative. Several of them are worker-owned cooperatives or moving toward that model, and then several of them are formed more as producer cooperatives. Um, and the whole idea there is to really kind of push the decision-making and the power and the control more into the hands of the workers themselves. One enterprise that Sarah and her team work with is the Morganton-based company Material Return. In talking with a lot of our local furniture and textile companies, they had a problem with their waste. So these companies are turning out thousands of pounds of textile waste each month, and they didn't have anywhere for it to go. Um, often they were either putting it in the landfill, which they really didn't want to be doing, but they didn't have any other option, or they were just kind of holding on to it for years. So we would go into these companies and they would have thousands of square feet of textile waste that they were just holding on to trying to find something to do with it. And so we saw a business opportunity. And so material return is a, um, a business that goes out and picks up the waste and aggregates it and sorts it all with the vision and the purpose of creating circular economy products. So our goal there is to collect the waste from these companies, be able to break it down, spin it back into a new yarn, have it made back into a new fabric to go back out on their manufacturing floor as an input. And the whole idea is that you have to start to see your waste as a supply. And so it just started with this simple problem solving though of these companies who um, needed help figuring out a good responsible way to um, get rid of their waste and it's turned into a very kind of innovative idea to support a circular economy project. So that's just one example of the businesses that we're starting um, that they all kind of help solve a problem for small to mid-sized companies. Since launching five years ago, the Industrial Commons work has brought new life into Morganton and provided citizens with a renewed sense of hope. As rural communities around the state and nation continue to face problems similar to Morganton's, she hopes that the Industrial Commons can provide a framework for how to leverage a community's assets. I think rural communities in a lot of ways are sort of under attack and... um, and are often seen as being in decline. And so I think we have to we have to work together. We have to be pulling in the same direction. And I think we're the industrial commons, we've provided a model and a framework for how to do that, not only for our community, but for other rural communities. Um, and just a sense of hope, I think, um, a lot of folks in rural communities uh, have a real lack of hope. And when you go through something as devastating as what our region went through, which was the loss of a lot of jobs and a lot of furniture and textiles. And at one point we were at like 15% unemployment in our county. When you go through something like that, um, you just kind of lose, you lose hope. The people, in your community lose hope, you lose your identity and really kind of the sense of uh, who you are. I think for so long, we were really proud to be a textile and furniture community. And there was this sense of loss around 
those jobs of our identity and a lot of hope. And so I think we're, we're bringing that back and we're giving people a sense of excitement about the future and a, a renewed sense of excitement about these industries that have long been what our community has relied on and what the workers in our community have relied on. And so how can we use, use them as assets and um, see those industries kind of be renewed and reborn in new ways that are both um, sustainable for the environment and sustainable for workers. Sarah credits much of her success with the industrial commons to the work ethic and skills she gained as a student at Carolina. I was actually waitlisted for Carolina. It was a really kind of hard thing for me because I grew up pretty sheltered and um, protected and I hadn't been handed everything my whole life, but I, I had kind of, I was smart and things came to me easily, I think. And when I waitlisted to Chapel Hill, I had probably 10 or 12 friends that all got in and it was just devastating. It kind of felt like the end of the world <laughs> to not get in. And so when I finally came off the wait list and was accepted, I always kind of had this feeling while I was there that I didn't belong or I wasn't good enough or I wasn't smart enough to be there. And so that led to, I think, me working um, 10 times harder than everybody around me to kind of prove um, my spot and to prove that I deserve to be there. Um, and so I, I also, I think through that process, learned to really be okay with failure and overcoming failure. Um, and then also just, I think Chapel Hill opened my mind and made me comfortable being, um, being really excited and open about new ideas and people and experiences and just being open to kind of the world around me and getting an opportunity to come from a small rural community and be a part of something so much bigger than myself and um, be a part of something that has such tradition and history and, um, and yeah, something much bigger than myself. I had a real sense while I was there that I was a part of something special and a part of something um, bigger than myself. And that um, has translated a lot to my work because what I'm doing here with the industrial commons is rebuilding an economy, which is huge. <laughs> and it's, it's much bigger than one person or one business. And it's about um, working together and, and being open to new things and new ideas. So Going forward, Sarah hopes the industrial commons will continue to grow and provide more people the opportunity to live and work in Morganton and throughout Western North Carolina without sacrificing the character of the region. You know, it's really interesting. In Morganton, we're sort of down the mountain from Asheville, and people for many years have described us as like Asheville light. We have a local food. We have a great arts movement. We have breweries that are popping up and it's it's a great kind of energy that's happening. I think the biggest struggle we will face moving forward is how do we harness that growth in a way that doesn't leave others out? You know, you look at a place like Asheville and there's a lot of um, displacement of people who have called Asheville home for a long, long time. And so how do we grow in a way that doesn't push others out and push out people who have been here for a long time and who've made this their home for a long time. 
we say we would love to see at least 7,000 people in Western North Carolina working in some form of um, employee-owned firms or some type of producer cooperative or federated network. So the way that we think about work is that you, you organize workers in their workplace, you organize those workplaces together into federations, and then those federations can interact with markets. And that would be our ultimate goal is that at least 7,000 people are organized in that way and have an opportunity to have more of a say in their work life and in the, the way that um, they're, they're living through their work. To learn more about Sarah and her work with the Industrial Commons, you can visit their website at theindustrialcommons.org. And if you have a great story idea to share with us, send us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu or tweet us at unc. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next time.